Welcome to Seeing You from God's Point of View, where we reveal the positive, powerful, phenomenal essence of who you really are to help you heal, be empowered, and transformed into the woman God created you to be. I am your host, Cynthia McClary, and if you are ready to see yourself with a new set of eyes and understand how to live out your purpose every day on purpose, you're definitely in the right place. Are you ready? Join me in today's episode. Thank you for joining today's edition of Seeing You from God's Point of View. Today, we are going to be talking about identity and how it impacts every area of your life. Have you ever asked yourself, who am I? Or have you ever asked someone else, who are you? Well, that is the question that I'm actually asking you today. Who are you? When you take off the makeup, the mask, the clothes, the name brand clothes, the designer shoes, when you take everything off, when you take off the titles, the positions, the status, when you take everything off, who are you at the core of your being? A lot of times when we think of identity, we think in terms of our name, our gender, where we live, what we do, um, where we work, our skin color, our race, nationality, culture. We think in terms of things like that. But my question, the question that I'm posing to you today, who are you? I'm talking about who are you at the core of your being? What is your real identity? And now identity can be absorbed from or gathered, collected from many different sources. Um, you can, identi identity can be collected from what other people say, what you say about yourself. It can be collected or gathered from where you grew up, your family name, things like that. There are many sources of identity. Identity can even be amassed or accumulated. You know, you can begin to think of your identity based on what you see on, on social media, what you see in magazines, on television, how you look at someone else's life like celebrities. And it really doesn't have to be about celebrities. It could be just how you look at someone else. And you use that information to form your identity. But real identity only comes from one source. And that source is God himself. The same God that made you, that created you, that know all about you. The same God of the Holy Bible. And the truth of the matter is, regardless of regardless as to what you say about yourself, what I say about you, what anybody says about you, including mama, daddy, sister, brother, teacher, anyone. The real answer or the real statement concerning identity is you are whoever God says you are. So what... What anyone else, nothing that anyone else says about you 
and who you are matters because you are whoever God says you are. And trust me when I say God says that you are a lot, so much more sometimes than I think we even clearly understand. God says we are so much more. And it is it has been his, I want to say it's been his love language to us this whole entire time to try and get us to open our eyes to see what he sees, to see the value, to see the worth in each of us, in us as individuals. You know, we talked one time about it's easy sometimes to see the worth, the value in others, to see the identity of Christ in others, then sometimes it is to see God's identity in you, in yourself. But your identity comes from one source and one source only, and that is the God who made you, who knew you way before mommy and daddy ever met you, before you were ever a thought or before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, God knew you, he made you, and he knew you from the start. He knew exactly, he knew exactly who you who you were then, and he knows who you are now. Because the same person that he fell in love with back then is the same person that you are right now. And here's a, it's not a secret, but here's a truth about that. Whatever you think about yourself right now, it doesn't change who God says you are. It doesn't change how he feels about you. The same way he felt about you way back in the beginning of time is the same way that he feels about you right now. Your identity is whoever God says you are. So when you really want to know who you are, go to God, go to God. And he has left an amazing source called the Bible. He's left that at our fingertips and we can read through that Bible as often as we need to go to it, pick it up, turn it over, flip it over, do whatever you need to. But that is the picture. That is a written picture of who you are, of how he sees you. So your identity matters. And why does it matter? Why does who you are matter? Well, it matters because knowing who you are, that's knowledge, of course. And what do they say about knowledge? I'm sure we've all heard this. And that is knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. When you have knowledge, you have power. And when you also, when you have knowledge, you have something that no one can take away from you. And now we're talking in terms of identity. So when you have the knowledge of your identity, knowing who you are, that means no one can just come up, run up to you and tell you who you are not and persuade you to believe them. So when you know who you are, you are convinced, 
you are you are just settled there and no one can persuade you otherwise. And that's why it's so important that the truth of your identity is not derived from social media, from the culture, uh, or from anything that is temporary, but that your that your identity is derived from, the knowledge of your identity is derived from the source who is God. That's why it's so important because when you know truth, then people can't come up and tell you lies and convince you to let, to let go of the truth. And when you know the truth of your identity comes from God, it is rooted in God, and you are whoever God says that you are, when you know that truth, then you won't be convinced by lies of any sort regardless of the source that it comes from. So knowledge is power and knowing who you are, it is one of your greatest weapon of power. Because when you know who you are, like I said earlier, no one can come up and tell you a lie and make you believe that. But here's the thing, you have to be planted firmly in the truth of who God says you are. Because if you're not firmly planted in that truth, then yes, people can come up and tell you lies. You can tell yourself a lie and you end up believing the lie instead of the truth if you're not rooted in that truth. So be rooted in that truth. When you know who you are, you also know what belongs to you. And you also know what you can demand, what you can command, meaning when you know who you are, then you also know that there are certain, there are certain powers and authority that's been given to you. And so you can command things. And you also know the things that you can do. One of, one of the scriptures that I love is Philippians 4, 13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tell me what I cannot do. Philippians 4, 13, because I know who I am. I know whose child I am. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you, I, 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 I may not have knowledge concerning... Uh, let's say engineering, but please don't come and tell me that I can't do engineering. It's like I'm just joking about that now. I know there's there's there are other things that you might need in order to be an engineer, but I'm just saying with that with that knowledge of who I am and whose child I am, I'm a child of the King. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if I don't know if I don't know the engineering stuff now, I can learn it. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I know my identity. I know my identity. So who you are, knowing who you are, not just who you are, but you have to know who you are. That matters. And, and with that knowledge, with the knowledge of who you are, that gives you access 
that gives you access. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people perish from the lack of knowledge. And so knowing who you are, that is knowledge. And now if we apply that to to Hosea 4 and 6, that is basically saying the reason my people are perishing, the reason my daughters are perishing, the reason my sisters are perishing is because they do not know who they are. Do you realize that not knowing who you are can keep you out of things that you actually should be a part of? Not knowing who you are can cause you to settle for stuff that you were meant to live above or have power and authority over. Not knowing who you are can prevent you from taking a step And instead of moving out of your comfort zone, you'll settle and you'll stay in your comfort zone, never fully taking up and honoring the gifts and the talents that God placed in you from the beginning. My people perish from the lack of knowledge. Now think of, think of, all of the areas areas that we as women, that we as daughters, as sisters, as little girls, because in God's eyes, that's who we are. We're his little girls. Think of all of the areas that we might be perishing in, that we may not be living up to the standard in, that we may be, that we may be actually living beneath what God has already granted us simply because we don't know who we are. Well, who are we? First, one of the things that we are, we, we are the king's daughter. So when you think in terms of a king's daughter, does the king's daughter have access to the palace, to the king's palace? Yes, she does. But if you do not know that you're a daughter, you'll go live on the outside of the palace. You'll go live in the hog pen. You'll go live you know, somewhere that you don't even have to live, but you will accept those conditions because you don't know that baby girl, you're royalty. You have access to the entire pat palace and everything that is contained within the palace. We're daddy's little girls. That's who we are. We have access. We have access. Another reason why your identity matters is because who you are, and, and, and I'm talking about who you are based on the identity that God says that you are. Your identity impacts every single area of your life. Every single area of your life. If you break your life down into seven basic parts, you would have your spiritual life, your physical life, your emotional, mental, vocational, uh, your financial, and your relational life. So you would have those seven components. And of all of, of those seven components, there is not one component where your identity 
does not influence either for good or for bad. And now when I say for good or for bad, what I mean by that is if you know who you are, then your identity, that knowledge that you have, that access that you have, that shows up in a positive way in all seven areas of of your life. Now, if you don't know who you are according to who God says you are, then that is going to show up in a negative way in each of those seven areas, in each one of those areas. For example, and let's, let's go back to the, um, to the common example of we're, we're daddy's little girls. So we're the king's daughters and we have access to the palace. We have access to everything in the palace. And even when we, even when we may disobey the king, guess what? One thing that we know for certain is that the king has our back no matter what. So even if we go out and we do something that we make a bad choice or we say something that um, that really isn't the best or what have you, we know that our daddy has our back. We know that our daddy has our back and he's going to back us. He's going to back us. Of course, he's going to correct us, but he's not going to just leave us you know, just to, he's not going to leave us to destroy ourselves. And guess what? If someone does something to us, who's the first person we're going to? We're going to daddy. Why? Because daddy is the king and daddy has access and daddy's going to make sure that it's taken care of. Whatever it is, daddy, whatever is out of order, daddy is going to make sure that it, that he puts it back in order, that it gets back in order. That's the access we have as, as, as the king's kids. That's the access we have. So now you think about this. So how does knowing that, how should rather knowing that impact your spiritual life, you know, throughout the word of God, we see God telling us two things. Well, it's more than two things, but he says the same two things in a number of different ways. On the, I don't want to say the negative side, but on the negative side, he he tells us, do not fear, do not um, be afraid. And then on the positive side, he tells us, only believe, be strong, be courageous, have faith, So now as the King's kid and your daddy is always telling you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Believe, believe, have faith. How do you think that's going to show up in your spiritual life? And when I say in your spiritual life, how, how do you think that's going to look when, when as the King's daughter, you're hearing daddy say, only believe, trust me, trust me. I will lead you into all understanding. I will direct your path. When you're hearing, when you're hearing daddy say stuff like that, that means when you get to that crossroad and you're really not sure what to do, who's the first person that you're going to call? Well, when you know who you are, you're going to call daddy and you're going to say something like, I will not 
trust my own self. I would trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding, but in all of my ways, I will acknowledge God. I will call my daddy and say, daddy, listen, I need your help. I need help figuring this out. And he will guide you. He will lead you into the right way that you're to go. So you see how knowing your identity, even in your spiritual life, and now each of these components do touch each other. So even in your financial life, even in your relational life, think about this. If you don't know who you are, you're going to end up in relationships most of the time with other people who don't know who, who they are. And it's, it's sad, but sometimes when, when, when someone, when someone doesn't realize who they are, they may also have a hard time understanding, seeing, and respecting who you are. So think about, think about relationships, broken boundaries, when you don't know who you are, you will let anyone into your life, even though you may not know, even though you know they're not the best person or the best people to be in your life. But if you don't know who you are, meaning you do, you do not know who daddy says that you are, who God says that you are, you will let anybody come into your life. You will lower your standards. You'll, you'll break down your walls. You'll let go of your rules. You'll get into bad relationships, wrong relationships. And this isn't just like romantic relationships. This happens even on, even on like relationships between friends. You'll become friends with people that just climbed over the wall because your boundaries were broken. You'll just let them in. Why? Because you don't know who God says you are. And so knowing who you are or the lack of knowing who you are, knowing your identity based on who God says you are, it impacts every single area of your life. And now oftentimes, oftentimes I think about if someone doesn't know who they are, like who benefits from that? Certainly not the person, certainly not the person that doesn't know who they are, but there is, there, there are people who benefit, who benefit from, from you not knowing who you are. And we're going to talk about that. So think about, think about this. So, so who, who is really benefiting? Who is benefiting from the fact that you don't know who you are? And now earlier we talked about when you don't know who you are, you don't know the things that you have access to. So there is some, there is somebody, there is some entity, some something that is benefiting from the fact that 
there is something that belongs to you that you're just allowing to sit out there and you're not utilizing it because of the fact that you don't know who you are. Therefore, you do not understand that you have access and that you have ownership of something that belongs to you. So there is, there is somebody that is benefiting from that. I'm sure we're all familiar with identity theft, right? And usually with identity theft, we're thinking in terms of financial losses, uh, things like that, you know, thieves that, you know, just come in and wreak havoc, basically steal your identity. Well, in, in relation to what we're talking about today, instead of thinking of that person or that being or entity stealing your identity, what they're doing is trying to conceal or hide your identity or cause confusion, cause you to be confused about who you are. And why would anyone want that? Number one, it's not good for, it is not good for the person that it happens to. So for anyone to not know who they are, number one, they are, they are losing. They're losing. They're losing time. They're losing money. They're, they're losing uh, peace. They're losing relationships. They're, they're losing uh, even, even their spiritual benefits and their physical benefits, their physical health. They're like losing in multiple areas of their life. If not losing in every single area of their life, they're losing in multiple areas of their life, all because they do not know who they are and there is an agenda to keep who you really are hidden from you so that you never access who you are. What happens when you realize who you are? Well, I, I want to briefly share, share this with you because this is kind of what happened with Paul. You know, Paul, whose name was Saul at first, the same Saul that, you know, would go to the governors and say, hey, you have Christians living in your area. I don't like them. I want them. I want to kill them. And the governors would sign off on them. And Paul would just go and have a feast, you know, killing Christians. And Paul really thought that that was who he was. He really thought I'm a Christian killer. And he wore his badge of honor with pride. Okay. Paul was not Paul never second guessed himself. He was sure of himself. He was sure of himself. Why? One reason why he was probably so sure of himself is because it was what everybody else did. It was what everybody else did that he knew. Mama did it. Daddy did it. Granddaddy did it. Grandmama did it. Great, great, great grandmama them did it. And so when it landed in Paul's lap, he was like, okay, I'm ready to go. It's my turn and I'm going to do this thing so good. Y'all are going to remember me. And that's exactly what Paul did. And so for however many years in Paul's life, Paul lived this identity that was passed down <laughs> because everybody else around him was doing it, you know, and because social media said that's what he should do. 
Well, of course, you know, didn't have social media back in his days, but I'm just saying it. But he lived this identity of who he thought he was. And it was not until he encountered the same God that created him that made him, that knew him before his great, 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 great grandmama and them even got together, you know, and the lineage, you know, the generations came on down to his mom and dad and they had him. It was not until he had an encounter with the same God that made him that he actually found out who he really was. And guess what happened when Paul found out who he really was? Every seven, every piece of his life, those seven areas that we mentioned earlier, every seven area, every single area of his life was impacted. His spiritual life, his physical, every single area was impacted. And do you know what he did? His profession, his job, his purpose, his vocation changed because he found out who he was. He found out who he was and his life was never the same. His life was never the same. So we can, we can take a pattern from Paul. Listen, until you really know who you are based on who God says you are, not mom and them, social media and all this other kind of stuff or who your friends or your teachers or whoever, even you say you are. You, do you understand that who you think you are doesn't matter if it doesn't match up to who God says you are? Do you understand that that does not matter? Like your opinion of yourself does not matter if it in any way contradicts who God says you are. So now Paul really had a turnaround in his life, all because of an encounter that he had with knowing the same God that created him, the same God that made him. And God was able to say, Paul, listen, bro, that's not who you are. That's not your purpose. That's not your destiny. That's not why I created you. Man, instead of working over here, I need you to work over here. You know that gift that I gave you? And, and, and that bravery, that courage, bro, I gave it to you for this purpose here. You know, that mouth I gave, I gave it to you for this reason here. And because Paul knew, because now Paul understood who he was based on who God said he was, his whole entire life changed. But who benefits? Who benefits when you don't know who you are? Who benefits? You don't benefit, but every single person that's trying to hide who you are, those are the ones who benefit. And, and how do they benefit? Well, one of the ways that they benefit is that they're able to keep you in control. They're able to keep you in control. They're able to make you fight yourself and fight those who you should they're able to make you fight those who you should be partnering with. That's called relationships. Remember, identity impacts every single area of your life. So now if you're fighting the person that you should be partnering with, okay, now you're touching your money, 
You touching your relationships. You touching your your finances, which I already called. You, you even touching your peace. So that's your mental and your emotional health. And you touching, I mean, you touching everything just in that one little scenario. So the people who don't want you to know who you are based on who God says you are, one of the reasons they don't want you to know is because they want to stay in control. Puppet masters. They pull the string, you move. They pull the left leg, your left leg moves. They pull the right string, your right leg moves. They want to stay in control. So you not knowing who you are actually keeps them in the position of power. And it also keeps you beneath them. And do you know what else it does? It keeps you in the position to be continually or to continually be taken advantage of your loss, their gain, your loss, their gain, because you don't know who you are. You don't know the finances you have access to. You don't know the resources you have access to. You don't know the health that you have access to. You don't know the wealth that you have access to. You don't know the peace that you have access to. One, uh, one scripture that I love uh, let's see, I'm going to need y'all to Google this because I can't tell you the scripture right off of my head, but this is in the gospel where Jesus was looking over the crowd. And he basically said, if you knew speaking to the crowd, or, or he was like speaking about the crowd, if you knew the things that made for your peace, if you knew the things that were available so that you would have peace, identity. They didn't know who they were because if they did, they would be doing something different. You know, there's a, there's a hymn, a H Y M N that, well, wait a minute. I'm not sure if it's a hymn or not. It's an old song. That's what I'll say. It's an old song that says, um, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. You know, oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. That same song is like saying, if you knew the things that made for your peace, if you knew the things that you had access to, like if a, if a, if a homeless man knew that he had thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands even, of dollars in the bank, do you think that he would choose to live on the streets? And I'm talking about someone in, of sound mind. Do you think that he would choose to live on the street? Well, if he's living on the street with a sound mind, more than likely he doesn't understand that he has access to a bank account with enough money to provide the things that he need. So when you don't know who you are, you don't know what you have access to. And somebody is benefiting from your 
I want to say your ignorance. Someone's benefiting from that. And look at the things that look at the things that are happening in our world. Somebody's benefiting because there are people who do not know who they are, who do not know who God says that they are. Think about all of the all of the bad things that are happening in this world. All of the evil. Who are you? The answer to that question, it matters. It matters today. It mattered yesterday. It matters today. And it matters tomorrow. Because that the answer to that question impacts every single area of your life. And, and here's, here's the truth, though. Here's, well, here's a, another level of the truth. It's not just your life that it impacts, either for good, because you know who you are and you know what you have access to, what belongs to you, and things like that. But also for the bad. But it's not just your life that's impacted. It's the life of future generations that's impacted. Because one thing, one thing that happens is when you don't know who, who you are based on who God says you are, you will forever be out of place. Do you know how many, I don't know, so I'm asking you this question, but do you know how many people are raising tomorrow's generation, are raising the next generation and they don't know who they are? And so not knowing who you are, how are you going to be able to tell the next generation who they are? One thing, one thing before I wrap up this, uh, this episode, one thing that God always told the children of Israel, it's, it was like a constant theme is remember, remember, do not forget, remember, remember, even before they went, went into the promised land, he told them, remember who you are. Remember who you are. I don't care what happened. I want you, what happens? Remember who you are. Remember, remember when you go into that new job, when you go into that new position, when you go into that new adventure, when you go into that new marriage, when you go into that new family, remember who you are. Do not forget who you are. I don't care who you encounter. I don't care who's president, who's vice president. I don't care who the mayor is, who the governor is. I don't care what, I don't care about any of that. Remember who you are. Because remembering who you are. Well, first, in order to remember who you are, of course, you have to know who you are. So you have to know who you are in order to remember who you are. 
And as long as you remember who you are, not only will you change your life, but you would change the life of those that are connected to you, your children, even your parents, your cousins, your aunties, your uncles, those school kids that are in that are in your classroom that God has assigned to you for this season, that, that youth group, whatever the circumstance is, when you know who you are, it just doesn't impact you. It impacts every person in your circle. So remembering who you are, knowing who you are, so that you can remember who you are, that is important. And, and that means no matter where you go, no matter who's there, no matter what the occasion is, remember who you are. You are whoever God says that you are. Listen, ladies, my sisters, God's daughters, because that's who we are. I believe that it is a part of God's dream for each and every one of us. I'm talking about every single moment, every second of the day that he gives us ever with every breath that we breathe, every step that we take. I believe that it is a part of God's dream, his desire for us as his little, as his little girls. And do you know the kind of father we have? Like, do you know who our daddy really is? Like he's the, like, like our daddy isn't going to leave us. We're not going to have to fend for ourselves. Like daddy really has us. And so not, you can be confident in whoever God says you are. You can be confident in who God says you are. My dad would say something like, you can take it to the bank <laughs> and cash it. You can be confident in who God says you are. It doesn't matter what anybody else says, okay? You can be confident in who God says you are with purple hair, red hair, whatever color hair you want, okay? You can be confident in who God says you are. And I believe that that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to know who we are. He wants us to be confident in who we are. And he wants us every single day of our lives to get up, open our eyes and see ourselves just the way that he sees us because he loves us that much. Ladies, it's been my pleasure. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you all on the next go round. Remember, it matters how you see yourself and the only way to truly see yourself is through God's point of view. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with someone who needs to hear this, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Cynthia McClary. Thank you.